Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boos. To the spot to be. My loves. Yes. How's it going today? How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good. It's been a good weekend. Has it? Yeah. It's been a little bit of work, a little bit of play. Mm. And I like it like that. (laughs) I like like, it like that. I like both. On a Saturday, I went and had a nice brunch with a girlfriend who I haven't seen on like a one-on-one basis in many years. So it was nice that we were able to like get back into a little groove and it wasn't awkward. The conversation was flowing mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed um, her company. We went to the conservatory in West Hollywood. I shared that Brittany and I went there last week and had an amazing time. However, it? it wasn't hitting the way it once was the way mm-hmm. the way it did initially. Um, and I think we it's caught just, him on a good day. We caught him on a good day or maybe I just went back too soon. That could be the thing too. You that know, could, that can definitely be a thing. Sometimes you gotta let shit breathe. Let it breathe and then pull back breathe. up on it. In. So, um, but it, it was good overall. Customer service was still good. The vibe was still right. So I had a nice time and then got my hair done. Pulled up on this girl and got my hair done. Y'all know I had the wavy wavy for my thirtieth. I was about to say my thirtieth. What the hell? <laughs> Forever for my, thirty for my birthday. Um, but now I'm back to my bust down middle part bust down. Middle straight. part bust down bust down so, bust right. down. Bust down I'm feeling good. And now today just doing some working and just chilling. What about you? Although I will say again before the work, I was able to ease into my day. Yeah. It was a nice slow morning, which I I needed and I appreciate. That's always good. This weekend for me, Friday, I went to dinner with the girls. Mm. I finally went to Javier's. The girls have been ranting and raving about Javier's. I will say the food was cool. The drinks were good, strong. I noticed at the bar there were a lot of singles. Men? And women. Oh. So if you're looking to like find some, and I went to the location at Century City Mall. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to like pull up to a bar and maybe you're a little scary about doing it solo dolo, I recommend Javier's on a Friday night. Perfect. A little happy hour look. Yeah. You know, pull up. Order you a little meal. What time did you go? Eight. Okay. Post happy hour. Yeah. It was dinner time. It was dinner. But I saw some men there dining solo dolo. Hey, it's a spot. It's a spot. It's a spot. So yeah, I went to Javier's. Saturday, I was able to ease into my day, which I loved. And I did. This weekend was mainly about studying for my test that I've been telling y'all about. Um, Carving out time for that. So it's good. I've had an easeful weekend. Nice. I needed it. My body needed it. My mind needed it. Yes. My house needed it. (laughs) I. That's. Oh God. I want to get back into. Um cleaning once like every two weeks Andres and I will usually spend like a Saturday or Sunday deep cleaning 
pulling the couch out, vacuuming, you know, doing all the real knit grit. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had time to really do that, but I want to. Yeah. I want to. You got to stay ahead of those kind of things. You do. And it's like, fuck. It's like the clothes pile up, folding. It's just so many things that when you're in the hustle and bustle, yeah. they fall by the damn wayside. All you're worried about is like making sure the kitchen is not filthy, you know, washing the dishes that you use and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you got to get in there and throw stuff out of the refrigerator. It's just so many things. Yeah, I know. We This is a busy season for it's us. It's very busy. But this weekend, I appreciated it as much as I've been in the hustle and bustle. I definitely needed this time to just nest. Period. Yes, yes, yes. So I nested. Yes. And now we're here with y'all. We are here. Y'all just want to say I hope you had a great Thanksgiving uh-huh. with your family. Yes. We're coming off the heels of that thing. Yes. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's always been my favorite. I've been saying that year after year. <laughs> I just love being with my family and enjoying spending quality time together my sister's birthday is around Thanksgiving, so we get to celebrate her. And it's just a really special time for us. Yeah, I like Thanksgiving, too. The f- it's, it's always the food for me. <laughs> the food, I make my infamous sweet potato pie. Nice. That's my contribution. And um, I catch a Black Friday sale or two from my phone. Girl, I haven't, the Black I haven't been out in the hustle and bustle in a minute. Years years i refuse to go out now after i had to work retail for hella years period i said ptsd i don't want to see a line girl i remember when i did my stint in retail i was working at g by guest and they put me on the um schedule for black friday mind you this is when i went to sac state so i was living in sacramento and working in sacramento but i was my family didn't live in sacramento so i was at home for thanksgiving (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make it back. Because, you no. know, that's when the stores were open, like, literally on. At midnight. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's terrible. I will say that um, in the last few years, they've been more mindful. Corporations have been more yeah, mindful. Yeah, they've been closing. And been being closed all of Thanksgiving because of, it had gotten crazy. It went from midnight on Black Friday to 10 p.m. to 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. to it's not even closed on Thanksgiving now. Yeah. You know, so I, I really like that. Give people time with their families. Target closed. Good. Yeah. They need to be closed. And we'll see y'all on Friday. Right. We will see y'all on Friday. The Black Friday deals have already started hitting my phone. And Mine I, too. They I were hitting at couch. the top of the week. That's what oh, I got Oh, you got couch. your couch on the Black Friday. And yeah. save $1,500. Wow. 15 15 steel girl i told andres there's no other time exactly we need to pull the trigger let's get it at the couch in here let's get it not getting no cheaper than this i'm like i don't want to wait until the top of the year the the deal is now at the end of the year okay the end of the year for delivery (laughs) for delivery there's a deal (laughs) we plan around the other pieces at the top i'm like yeah i'm like come on let's just do this so girl and i seen that mattresses are also on sale but i can't i gotta i gotta i done fucking i should have waited you should have waited Girl, my back was saying, get us now. I know. The back was saying, we can't. Girl. Please. But I got to I gotta play my cards, right? Yeah, I can't be, yeah. I, you're going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. But yeah. the couch is on the way, y'all. I can't wait to start I'm glad you decorating. pulled the trigger on the couch. That That's going to put you in the mentality. Like, of that's a great starting point. Yeah, of redecorating. It's like, we have a couch. What else do we need? I've already, I've already said, like, we need a new bar cart or we want, I want to do floating shelves. So it's like a bookshelf, but also something we can put a record player on. So we've been playing with some ideas. I'm really excited to make it my own. I'm, I'm in the mindset of making it my own. Do it. Yes. Do it. 
So um, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you to y'all <laughs> for showing <laughs> For showing up and showing out, leaving your ratings mm-hmm. for the show on Spotify, of course. We love y'all for that. Please continue to do that. Follow the show. Click the little bell so that you can stay in touch with the girls. Yes. We need y'all to do that. Thank you for doing that. Also, thank you for joining us over on Patreon. So if you've been under a rock and you don't know what Patreon is, that is our exclusive membership community where we give you more of the girls. We give you bonus episodes, usually pertaining to the series that we're in. We do a monthly check-in where we just share how we're feeling during the month, things that happen in our personal lives mostly. And then we do monthly audio affirmations and playlists and discount codes. And we also just added our Discord chat where it's just a big group chat with the yeah, girls. It is. And it's really it's really been nice to have uh more expansive conversations after we put the episode out. I really love that the patron homegirls be like, okay, so what y'all think? Or I really I like this. That. I'm like, yes, we love the feedback because this when we put it out, we just have to we just give it to y'all. Right. Right. It's just uploaded and you listen and then we kind of go from there. But it's been nice to have this ongoing dialogue even after the content is released into it's the abyss. It's been real nice. I it's like having nice. that because like, did y'all like it or or at all? Or do we need to put something else out? Period. So let's shout out our patrons. So our patrons, we have Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Lila. Hey, Lila, girl. Zara. Hey, Zara. Lovely. Lovely. It's lovely to have you. Sharente. Sharente. I hope I'm saying that right. Montana. Hey, Montana, girl. And Tamara. Hey, Tamara. Or Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Oh, Tamara, Tamara. Yes tomato tomato welcome welcome to the gang we are so grateful to have y'all we it's are. gonna be sweet a sweet ride yes speaking of gang and homegirls, y'all we are going on an amazing retreat hosting a large group of women girl two weekends in march uh, in the jungle of el salvador for our she connects unlocking sisterhood retreat Brittany and i are hosting workshops around friendship and connecting and just all the things that we talk about here on the podcast in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Our moms are coming. Child. We're going to be going out. We're going to be eating good. We're going to be stretching, doing yoga, workout. We doing sound baths. It's always oh, it's so many things. It's going to be so fun. It's when Germany treat. and I went and we had our shared experience, we really had a good time. So, I'm just thinking about the time we're going to have when we have the home girls. Like we have curated the most perfect experience which has a little bit of play, a little bit of relaxation. And a lot of bonding. Yeah, a lot of bonding. And a whole lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. So if, you're, if you've are if you been thinking about it, or even if this is your first time hearing about it, this is a trip for you. Yeah, explore. This is the best time to explore. A lot of us add traveling or meeting new people to our to-do list or our um, New Year's resolution and this is a great time for you to tap into those desires. There's still time for you to work out a pretty decent payment plan so you mm-hmm. don't feel overwhelmed with the cost. We have discount codes like we shared over on Patreon. So there's a way to make this affordable, fun, and like work it into your schedule where it makes sense. March 27th to April 2nd, the details are down in the description. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And if we can't answer them, we'll connect you with the people who can. We'll get an answer. Yes. Can't wait to see y'all. So let's get into it. Mm. 
This month, we have been flipping the script on the stereotypes that others place on us and sometimes we place on ourselves. Yes. And I have to say that this has been one of my favorite series. Mm. It's different. It is. It's different from what we usually do, but it's been so meaningful because it's allowed me to really take a look at how I've been showing up, what the expectations are that have been placed on me to show up, and how I'm just ready to stop. Yeah, do something different. Period. Something that serves you. This has been a really good series. We've um, had a lot of expansive conversations. Y'all know we had Jamel on the show, and she was very transparent and honest about about her story, right? And we talked about being mean and how being perceived this one way when we really aren't that way. We spoke with Shanita about um, being a ride or die. Mm -hmm. And what we've come to the conclusion is that boundaries more than anything are a recurrent theme within the series. And yeah, just making sure that we have firm boundaries even within ourselves because we talked about burnout. We did. And how we show up, our time. Yes, All of those things. Our energy, all of that. Yeah, boundaries definitely was a recurring theme when I was listening back. And it just helped me understand the importance of really enforce putting those in place and Mm -hmm. then standing 10 toes down on them and enforcing them for my own sanity and my mental health. Yeah. Also, what came up in this series is how our behavior is really shaped a lot of times by how other people perceive us and how I want to break free from that. Mm -hmm. Like how are people seeing me? Are they going to be okay with this is restrictive as fuck. And I'm tired. Yeah. At this big age, I'm ready to just lay it down and say, this is who I am. Period. Yes. Be unbothered. Completely unbothered. I'm ready to be that girl. Like we were having a conversation, Germany and I, And we were talking about how, like, we essentially wear masks. Yeah. Like, it's hard to just fully show up because of the mask that we're wearing. We're not being completely honest with other people. Sometimes we're not even being completely honest with ourselves. Right. And we're just ready to stop holding back. We're ready. Yeah. And that brings us to the topic that we're talking about today um, as our series wrap up is just being completely unbothered. That's what that looks like, having the boundaries, Um, not worrying about how others perceive us. Yeah, being unbothered is really a conscious pursuit of stripping away everything that either someone has told you about yourself, the things that you currently believe about yourself, and just living and thriving in all that you really are, the person that you truly are. Mm -hmm. And I've shared this on the show many a times, but like I'm, I am hyper aware of the way I'm perceived by other people. Like I'm authentic, but it's only to a certain extent. It's with restraint. It's with, yeah, with restraint. Like, ooh, I really don't want to go there. Or if I go there, how will they think about me? Yeah, it's what going there. It's going me? there and then overthinking after you went there. Girl, like I shouldn't have <laughs> went there. Why did I do that? Right. What do you think? Am I tripping? It comes with a lot of, ooh, am I tripping? Yeah. Please, somebody tell me, but I, I want to enter this era, this new phase of my life where I'm like I'm not tripping right because I know what I said I said what I said and I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm doing what the fuck I'm doing period so as we've been going through this series like I've realized some areas that I need to work on so that I can show up completely unbothered I'm reading this book or listening to this book by Nedra Tawab and 
Once she breaks down all the different boundaries that you have to set, the way to set them and like dealing with how other people receive and even perceive the boundaries that you're setting, I realize that there's this is a large area of opportunity for me and how it's so necessary for me to just really thrive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in um, hearing that book as well, because I feel like I'm pretty good with boundaries and enforcing boundaries. But there's certain boundaries that I've put in place where I don't allow people to question them so that there's no conflict that comes up because I'm not that great with conflict. If that is what you're doing, then you are setting boundaries and you're good at setting boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries aren't just this is what you got to do to deal with me. Like this is what I'm accepting. Boundaries are really just simply vocalizing certain things. It's also not participating in certain things and also not thinking about how are they going to see me if I say this? How, what if I don't want to keep engaging in this conversation? What if I tell somebody I don't, don't want to talk about that? You and know? That's what I need to and work on. And we stay on. in things. We stay we in. Direct. It's not just like staying in a relationship or right um it's really like literally saying you know what I don't have the capacity for this right now or even one that she really talked about was that really clicked for me even in recent interactions and I know you're gonna know what I'm talking about is people that overshare they like they overshare and they don't know like when it's appropriate to have certain conversations Mm -hmm. with certain people around and being able to enforce a boundary even right there is letting that person know like this, is this not isn't the time. the time, you know, like this isn't the space for this conversation or I don't have the tools for you right now. You know, like that is really Enforce- flexing and yeah. enforcing so that you don't feel drained. You don't feel depleted. Your experiences are completely ruined because of the way that somebody else is showing up and they don't understand how. You need them to show up for you guys to operate in this space cohesively. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And in efforts to show up completely unbothered, I think that that's helping me because it's giving me the the power or the knowledge to operate because it is hard. Like it is some confrontation that takes place, you know, when you're internally. Yeah. And externally, like once you say to people, hey. Dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Once you have to say to someone like, you know what? That was, eh, you don't know what's going to come from the other side. I know. You just don't know what's going to come from the other side. I know. But it'll do us good in the end. We only get one life, right? And we tiptoe through so much. And I'm tired. I'm tired of tiptoeing. I want to stomp. Right. Cue the Kirk Franklin. I'm ready. Put it right there. I'm ready to stop. So I'm right there with you. It's hard, y'all. It's hard to live a full life, work through your trauma, work through your shadows, be compassionate, be empathetic, be yourself, be authentic. Damn. It takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of um, assertiveness, too. Assertiveness. I don't think we take into consideration how much fervor that we need and like assertiveness to go forth with attacking all of our either goals right the things that we feel like we can only have that sort of like zeal for goal setting Mm -hmm. and like oh I'm checking this off my list I'm doing that but it's like we have to have that same passion intensity for every area of our life boundaries my relationships corporately business everything needs takes a lot of energy energy intense energy it does 
So, yeah, we're going to get into it, though. So now, y'all, it is time for our segment. Well, if you ask me right after this. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like the narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth. The brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. 
It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code bravado at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Okay, y'all, so let's get a little bit more real about how we feel about becoming completely unbothered in this era. Like I said, for me, I used to think that I had strong boundaries because I'm very direct. I feel like I'm okay with that. And I'm not that scared of confrontation, but I have noticed that there's just room for me to just say, fuck it. And show up, especially as a grown woman. Like, I feel like sometimes we are still trapped in our kid, like mine. Mm. We're fearful of what people are thinking. We're fearful of people understanding what we're saying. I know we don't want to be misunderstood, but I know I'm articulate. I know that I can explain myself. If people don't understand me, most times they're probably choosing to misunderstand. And we do need to take that into account. Sometimes it's not that we're not explaining ourselves well. Sometimes people want to misunderstand you because they don't want to have to change their behavior. They don't want to accept you as you're showing up now because maybe it pushes back on them. Like, nah, this is just what it is. And I only get one life to live. And I want to be completely unbothered. Living to please others is dead. Like, it's dead. And like I said, again, with this book that I keep bringing up, she talks about boundaries in such a layered way that 
it ta- it adds some nuance. It broadens my perspective because boundaries are not black and white. Like there's emotional boundaries, there's mental boundaries, there's physical boundaries, there's um, material boundaries. And I can identify multiple situations where people have been pushing their feelings on me, wanting me to react a certain way to things. And it's like, that's not, that's not my burden to carry. Like that's yours. And setting a boundary is clearly communicating that I can't show up in that way. Don't expect me to show up in that way. This is the way I show up. And if that doesn't work for you, then maybe I don't work for you. Period. And And it's okay if you don't work for a person. That's another part of us becoming completely unbothered is recognizing I'm not going to work for everybody. I'm not going to be everybody's friend. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But it's so hard for us to see that, know that that's an uh, 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 like uh, a piece of the story that it could be an outcome and just live with that. Right. Like it's okay that you don't you're not everybody's flavor. Mm hmm. But what's most important is that we honor ourselves and that we show up authentically because showing up authentically allows us to attract the people that are supposed to be in our lives. And we don't have to block the space with people who aren't supposed to be there because we're being some fragmented version of ourselves to keep them there. Right. Or to be palatable for everyone. It's like that's just not feasible. Everyone's not going to like you and that's okay. No. Well, if you ask me, I too am ready to step into my I don't give a fuck what you think about me (laughs) era. Okay. My completely unbothered era. And I feel like what keeps me in the chokehold of not showing up that way is, again, perception. Like thinking about how will they think about me? What are they going to say? And I have been working towards freeing myself from the view, from the vantage point of other people, Mm -hmm. because really the only thing that matters is how I feel about myself, what I think about myself. And when it comes to the people who matter, I'm only really concerned with my family and my close friends. You know what I mean? It's never my intention to be rude or nasty. So I know that that is always my driving force to be kind um, but the way people, I have no control over the way people are going to perceive me. Right. I can't let it impact me. And it sounds simple in theory, but we all know that it's so much easier to say things than to actually do things mm-hmm. because you show up, you do things, and then you're in your head about how others received what you put out, how you, what you said. Sometimes it's even unsolicited for real. Like people would be like, People would make comments about me and I'm like, I didn't ask how you thought I responded. You just decided to volunteer how you thought I responded. And now I have to work through how that's perceived, you know? So I think a part of me being completely unbothered is also letting other people be unbothered too. Mm. We could really benefit from saving some of the things we have to say about what other people do. And then maybe they will learn to stop doing that too. And then we will really feel even more comfortable Showing being up. ourselves, being ourselves. So while we're working through our own shit and trying to be unbothered, we have some solutions and some tips that we are going to work and work on implementing. And hopefully you might found, find valuable and we'll work on implementing. Let's get into these tips and yeah. these, these tips and these bags of tricks. So first thing, choose yourself. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to make a conscious effort and decision to prioritize ourselves. Making decisions that put ourselves first and let our daily actions stem from meeting our needs and our wants and not anyone else's. I like that's one of my favorites. And I feel like I'm in a spot where I can do that the most. I'm no one's mother. I'm no one's anything anything really you know like of course i'm someone's somebody's daughter or somebody's friend right but no one's relying on you for their livelihood or for their happiness their contentment you just have to focus on yourself which is a great place to be right and even if you are somebody something carving out the time and the space or whatever that whatever that looks like for you to sometimes say you know what i'm choosing myself period we have to it might not be easier for other people but it's essential. Yeah. Yeah. Second tip is to um, don't apologize, y'all. Save your sorries for things that you truly are apologetic for. But oftentimes we get in the way of, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry if I came off as, I'm sorry if I, when you cannot apologize for things that are out of your control. How somebody feels out of your control, especially again, you know, if you're showing up with pure intentions and the intention doesn't negate the impact. But a lot of times we're apologizing for things that are that we don't need to be sorry for. We just don't need to be sorry for it. and apologizing all the time keeps us from truly showing up authentically as our true self, because we already walking on eggshells hoping I don't offend you like I'm a typically calm, not really shaking person. I can't apologize for that. Like, this is who I am. Right. Period. Like, sorry. No. See how I just said sorry? Not sorry. Uh uh. uh. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Also, a way to get into our completely unbothered bag is cultivating a deeper relationship with ourselves. Mm. This is so important. And like we said at the top of the episode, it takes a lot of intentionality and practice to get to know ourselves because, again, we wear masks. We show up as how others want us to show up, how we ex- how we think people expect us to show up. And so in doing that, we don't really get to the core of who we are and getting to know ourselves and figuring out what that actually looks like. You know, yeah. Spending time learning what you like, figuring out what brings you joy, regulating your nervous system. Just being intentional. Yeah. Another way to get into your unbothered bag is to release control. We have to let go of the way that we think people see us. That has nothing to do with us again. And while we're trying to control it, it's altering the way that we show up. You're modifying your behaviors or your actions around what you think they want to hear or what you think they can stand or tolerate. But truly, it's like, that's not who I am. If I am sensitive, I'm not going to show up as like a hard bitch who can take whatever, because guess what? Now I'm now I'm a different version of myself than I truly am. And now you're used to this version. That's not me. And now we both faking. And now I'm in conflict. Also exploring your shadows. We all have those little areas we like to keep in the dark. Hide, hidden away. Mm-hmm. The hideaway. The parts that the parts of ourselves that aren't so good or we aren't so proud about. We have shame around. Yeah, like you know, maybe your shadow might be your judgmental. Maybe your shadow might be that you're critical. Whatever your shadow might be, those if once we really like reveal those, unveil those, and really get to working on them and unpacking them. Then we can show up as our authentic selves, unbothered, unapologetic, too, because you can't heal what you don't reveal. And also, like, 
You know how they say, if you're just open and you're out and you're just letting people know who you are, they can throw it up in your face. It's like, I already have accepted that about myself. I understand that about myself. I've healed that about myself. So what you're saying doesn't even shake me. Yeah, you've already explored it. Right. And you're already familiar with it. And this is something that I really want to work on because I suppress a lot. And I feel like exploring the shadows and really getting to know myself deeper is going to help me in this next phase of my life and fully becoming unbothered. So I'm going to tell y'all more about this in a second. Are you? Mm -hmm. I am. Coming up next, our segment, I Did That Shit. Okay, y'all, so this is a segment where we tell y'all about the dope shit that we did. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. Revealing the bad bitches that we are. Looking in the mirror and letting y'all know the bad bitches that we are. And the bad bitches that you could be too if you do that shit. If you do some shit. So I want to share with y'all a few, I think last year sometime, I I ventured out and I started my therapy journey. However, I was not happy with the therapist. And <laughs> after a few sessions, I kind of, I it was more than a few, but I just don't feel like we were getting what I needed to get out. So I stopped working with her and I felt like okay maybe this isn't for me maybe I'm just too far ahead um from where I should be to get some help I'm damn near therapizing myself mm-hmm. so I was like I'm gonna just set the therapy um venture down for a moment and work on some other things so recently actually like a couple of days ago I got back into the portal and I said Pass. I need a new yeah I'm looking for a new therapist and I felt good about that. I felt empowered about it because there are things about myself that I can't work out alone, Definitely. you know, and although I, I, I am very self-aware and I have for the most part sound thought process and decision-making processes, processes, I feel like there's a way to refine those things um, and be better and like sharpen my tools against someone who really has the skill set to allow me to see things in a different way. So I'm really excited to, hopefully meet the person I'm, I've been looking for. <laughs> I've been waiting for. Um, and it's taking a lot of courage because again, like I mentioned a few moments ago, I have the tendency to suppress things and like not want to work through them or feel like everything else is good. So I'm not going to focus on those shadows or those, or those dark parts of myself that are hard for me to sit with. Um, but I think I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the place where I'm okay. I'm okay to like uncover some things and accept certain things about myself. I know that I'm very, I'm a very sensitive person. I know that I'm an emotional person. And a lot of times I avoid going into the dark places because I don't want to get emotional. Yeah. I don't want to deal with everything that might come up and that causes me to feel sense, like feel feelings and go through the process of like, damn, now I got to work through that shit. Bruh. I just want to be whole nigga. Oh, I feel you. And a lot of times I feel that way. I feel whole until I got to go and go and cover some shit. And I'm like, see, you ain't who you thought you was. And that's something too. realizing that realizing that you ain't what you thought you were. Exactly. And there's work here. There is. I'm proud that you did that. I think that therapy is amazing. And definitely you do need someone to unpack it with because me personally, for me with therapy, I feel like it provides me the space, which I still have to work on this sometimes, but it provides me with the space to just say what's really going on. Because when I'm talking, even with my friends, although the friends that I share with are pretty good to talk with, I'm still thinking about 
who else is there? Who else are they going to share this information with? What are they thinking about what I'm sharing? And when I'm talking to a therapist, I don't think about that. It's just like, this is what's going on. The therapist shares with me what she thinks. And then we can just leave it there, period. Right. I don't care who you else you tell because I don't fucking know them. <laughs> I don't. So I love therapy. I hope that you find a good therapist. If this one isn't good, I encourage you to keep searching. That, there it's going to be that one. for me. Like, damn, bitch, you ain't it's work like, out either. It's like dating. It's really like dating. You have to do the work, though. You have to do the work. My idea at that shit moment is in efforts to become more completely unbothered. I have accepted that journaling is a part of my process. That would help me. Just like the therapy feeling free to just not wear the mask and say whatever is going on. I definitely have accepted that journaling is that too. Like mm -hmm. I can just write it out. There's no expectation. I got it out. I'm saying exactly how I feel because in conversations, I've been realizing some things about myself like, okay, yes, I'm not vulnerable. And I'm not saying that I'm going to transform into a completely emotional bitch, but there is room for me to be a little bit more vulnerable. So I've been journaling about that. And I, I did that shit because I'd be like, John, I'm like a journaler, girl. <laughs> but I have been liking what I've been journaling or maybe not liking it. I've been liking the process of journaling. And I think that when I go back and reflect and if I keep working on myself, I'm going to be proud that I took the moment to really just write out how I feel instead of just feeling it inside and not fully feeling it and trying to like work through it on the inside and I just know <laughs> feeling like what the fuck am I actually doing you know yeah and I I, I too want to explore journaling because I feel like it carves out that time to do what it is you need to do when we're working the shit out on the inside it's it's intentional, but it's not. It's like, I'm going to work out what it is because I feel this way right now and I got to go through it. Right. But when you're writing it down, it's very intentional. It's like going into therapy with yourself. Mm -hmm. Every week we have therapy carved out a set time, not weekly, but whatever your schedule might look like right. when you decide to have a therapist. But there's time carved out, carved out for you to say, this is what I'm feeling. Journaling is that same space. I'm carving out the time I'm sitting down intentionally to talk to myself about what I'm feeling. I'm not going about it in a way that maybe something will come up. Maybe it won't. Maybe I deal with it. Maybe I don't, you know, and I feel like that happens when we're working through things internally. Exactly. It's like, it's I don't like, even feel like dealing with it. I'm not. And it's kind of restricting. It's like it's stifled. It's like a caged bird. I feel like it's a cage. The feelings feel caged when I'm just feeling them inside and trying to deal with them inside. Mm -hmm. It feels like, oh, what the fuck? You right. know, I never fully release it. Yeah. So journaling is a way to like fully release it and not that a solution comes up. But it's like, OK, at least I got out exactly how I feel I'm not trying to modify it put a bow on it so that people aren't looking at me a certain way or they're getting it exactly how I'm trying to explain it it's just this is what the fuck is going on period. because that's truly a thing like explaining things for me y'all be hard me too it's so hard I'm like oh god here I go now I got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> now I've explained the way I feel because I'm hoping you get it and I want to articulate it and I want to sound a certain way when I'm speaking to you. Mm -hmm. It's a whole thing. It's too much. On top of the labor of dealing with what I'm fucking feeling, I'm like, bruh. I'm tapped. Somebody out. help me. <laughs> somebody. So. And the somebody is you. You're somebody helping yourself. Is, yes. Yes. You're journaling. 
You know, you're implementing practices and Mm -hmm. strategies to be better. And truly, y'all, that's what it's all about. We haven't said this in a long time, but we are, as you know, we are not perfect. No, And we never claim to be. Even the suggestions and the tips that we're providing to you all, they're things that we think about we need to implement. How can we show up more unbothered? And all we're here to do is share with y'all and hold space for everybody the collective here. the collective because we're all feeling it we're all going through it and if you are someone who's not feeling it or going through it and you have made it to the other side come back and show us please send co for some shit get your sisters so y'all now is the time for our next segment it is time to pick up a pin we're, we're dropping, dropping a gem, gem. So this is the part of the show where we share the things that we've been loving that checked us or wrecked us. Inspired us. <laughs> Inspired us. <laughs> that we're feeling. So I'd have mentioned all up and through this episode, the book. Okay. So it's only fitting that this is a gym for the week. So Nedra Tawab, she's been on the show before. She has an amazing platform on Instagram. She's a therapist where she shares all types of gems. But this book that she wrote called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. I can't think of a better title. You see how it all blends in everything we've talked about? Setting boundaries helps you reclaim yourself. And that's what we want to do. We want to reclaim ourselves and be unbothered. Point blank, period. And through this book, it is a tool to help you do that. So yes, I'm going to be... um finding that shit on the Libby app. Yeah. I'm going to be finding Did you get it on Libby or on uh-huh. Libby. Period. Let me Libby. See if there's a skip Libby. the line copy. Libby. I'm on Libby with it. I'm on Libby with it. Perfect. I've been listening to that. It's really been, it's what I need right now. Yeah. Busta. What, it's what I need right now. It's what I need. So I think it should be required reading. If you feel like you need some help with reclaiming yourself, start here. Love it. It's there for you. So again, that book is by Nedra Glover Tawab. Also, we can't leave you without this, Jim. Another book, a memoir by the one, the only, Jamel Hill, Uphill. Great reading, great story. I definitely feel like Jamel is unbothered, hence the name of the network. Mm-hmm. So even her sharing her story is another tool that has inspired me to just be completely unbothered. So if you haven't tapped into that book yet, Highly recommend it. Yes, love it. All of the gems. I think that's where we leave you today. Guys, girls, kings, queens. We have reached the end of the road. Uh-huh. This was and a the good end series. of the series. Yes. Super excited for what's to come. Um, and hopefully you loved it. If you love this series, make sure you tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. We are nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing without word of mouth. Right. And without you sharing it and letting people know that this content is inspiring you. So um, do that. When That's you find your something homework. you like, share it. Yes. Please. We will see y'all next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.